This segment on starting an engagement begins the section, the disciplined way to talk to people. There's a question, how do you start an engagement? You're probably new to the team. Uh, and this is segment is more intended for people who've just kind of been brought in or going in as consultants to an organization. How do you create rapport and trust? When to be candid, you're probably coming into a place where you're not being trusted because by now most places have had attempts at improving the agility of their team more than once or at least once. And there's a kind of distrust because there are many people who really try to foster themselves onto the team. So the first thing you've got to do is recognize that you're stepping into an environment where you may not be trusted. And this is important because it's not just what you say, it's also what people are thinking about you before you even say anything. So what the first thing is, of course, be respectful. But be respectful means, doesn't mean you just talk nice. It means you literally respect the value and the time of the people you're talking with, okay? They need a certain degree of leeway in their work. They're probably... Uh, already have it. Maybe it actually, they had, don't have as much as they'd like because agilists are sometimes heavy handed. They'll go and they'll say, uh, oh, we're going to do it this way. So they may be expecting that. Um, when you come to an organization, you're walking into this. And the other thing is you got to recognize product developers. These people are thinkers. They're used to being able to solve problems, to having confidence that they can figure things out. So they're not really going to appreciate somebody coming in and telling them what to do. Okay. You got to remember, it's not about you. It's about them, you know, and what I do is I open up an engagement talking about that. You know, I'll talk about that. Uh, well, you know, I brought in here because I have a lot of experience. I've done things and chances are you have a lot of experience as well. You haven't just been building things after after uh, over and over again, but you've probably been in a lot of teams, maybe more teams. You moved around a little bit. That's an advantage. It gives you some experience, but that's all it does. It gives you different ways of looking at it. And it's a fortunate position to be in. And I often acknowledge that, hey, I'm really lucky I get to do this. It's kind of fun. You guys, though, have more experience in your work, in your company than I'll ever have because you're here. You've been here. And it's funny. Sometimes I've even walked into places where there was a new hire and I asked them, like, well, when did you come on board? And they said, oh, last Thursday. So, well, you still have more experience than I do about your company. They went through interview process. They've already been introduced to people. So I acknowledge I have experience. I've seen a variety of things, but I also acknowledge that they understand their work better than I ever will. It's certainly a lot better now at the start. So I suggest that what we want to do is blend my experience of different ways of doing things with their experience of their work and their needs, and that between the two of us, we are going to partner together to find out what they need. This makes it a partnership. This doesn't make it that... um better than them or what I say, no, something, et cetera. Now, there's another thing I always start with. I think that's very important. There's this term called an assertion. An assertion means that I'm saying something is true and I'm going to provide evidence for it. Okay. This is different than an opinion. Like I could say, oh, today's a nice day. See, that's an opinion. I like it. Maybe somebody else doesn't like it. Uh, or kind of a declaration, like a judge declares you're guilty. You're guilty because he declared you guilty. An assertion says, this is truth and I have evidence for it. And I will talk about this, that I'm going to present a lot of assertions. I'm going to say a lot of things like, I will suggest that delays in workflow will cause extra work to be created. However, it's an assertion, but instead of me providing the evidence for it, I want you to provide the evidence for it. In other words, you have a lot of experience yourself. You've been doing product development or whatever your job is for a while. 
So when I make an assertion, I want you to look from your own experience whether or not it's true. Now, if it is true, if you believe it's true, then you have an assertion and you agree with me because you have evidence for it and you understand it. Now, if you don't have evidence for it, or if you have evidence to the contrary, then you, that's when you need to raise your hand or virtually or real or in person and say you disagree. Now, the reason for this is, well, I may be wrong. I, I may have misstated it. I, I may have actually in my head got it right, but I misstated it when I said it. You may have misunderstood me. Any of these are possible. So when you counter my assertion, I'll, I'll say, thank you. Yes, that's great. Let's discuss that. Because it's in that conversation that two things happen. One is we might get at a more accurate way of thinking about it. But another one is if you're going to convey ideas to other people as well in the future, then you need to see what kind of misunderstandings can occur and how to work with them. So I'm not going to throw in things intentionally to force us to have conversation. Though maybe I will sometimes. But mostly it's when these things happen, learning by, by being in them and seeing how I work and react and how you work and react, you can get better at it. And that's really important. So when you start an engagement, be very clear. You have some experience. You're not better than them. You don't know more than them, except in some areas. And they know a lot more than you in some areas. And that what you'll do is you'll move forward by taking your experience and what you see with their understanding and you co-create what's true by making assertions. You could provide your own evidence, but expect them to provide their evidence. I often even sometimes joke, never trust a consultant. That always gets a laugh. So that's a good thing. And I, I do mean that. They shouldn't. I say, yeah, trust a consultant to be trying to do their best, to be really up to creating something that's in your best interest. But don't trust them to be right. Those are two different kinds of trust. Trust that they're properly motivated. Don't trust them to understand. That latter thing of understanding is something that must come between the two of you. And really, you know, to me, this is a big point because a lot of people say, oh, you got to follow until you understand. Well, you know, it's on me to help them understand right from the beginning. I, I really dislike that statement. You don't want to be following until you understand. You want to get some understanding and then try things and use your understanding and learn while you're working things out. That's a better way of doing it. Thanks for listening. Hope this was of value.